Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. We're in Romans chapter 6. This is part 18 of just Romans chapter 6. All the first five chapters are uploaded to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Curtis Hutchinson 316. And they're on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. So avail yourself to all the past teachings. It's a beautiful, rainy rainy spring morning here on the 18th day of April 2019 getting ready for resurrection camp meeting uh, this week in Baton Rouge, Louisiana which began last night getting ready for resurrection service here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas Sunday morning. We won't be having our regular Friday morning Bible teaching on righteousness that we've been having uh, this week we will not be meeting on Friday morning this week because Robin and I this afternoon are taking off to Baton Rouge Family Worship Center, going to see Andrew, going to watch a few, or to be a part, rather, of a few camp meeting services, and we're thankful for that opportunity to go and be a part of that great ministry there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And so uh, I hope that you tune in live with us every Friday morning when we are here and every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We're right here teaching the book of Romans. And many people are starting to watch, starting to view the broadcast, starting to pray for us, starting to give financially. And I'd ask you to pray about that. It takes finances to buy the equipment, to be able to, to do the Something's always breaking. Something is always wearing out. If you use something all the time, it wears out. So I encourage you to pray about helping us. We send, we rather we mail six expositor study Bibles every week to the inmates that are requesting the Bibles across the land. We never run out of letters. Matter of fact, we had a fundraiser about two, three weekends ago to raise funds for the Bible, raised a little over $1,000, and that's got us almost caught up. But at all times, we have letters. We get letters almost daily, and it takes $33 a Bible uh, or a little more to be able to put one of those expositor study Bibles in the hands of an inmate. And again, they're requesting those Bibles. So pray about that. Help us. $33 a week, $33 a month will be you donating, you giving an inmate a Bible. And really, more than that, it's an offering to the Lord as we take Jesus into the prison system. Praise God. Hallelujah. So... If you're looking for a good church and you're anywhere in the Texarkana, Atlanta, Queen City, uh, Bivens, Linden, uh, this area, I want to invite you to Crossway Church every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here in Queen City, Texas, right on Highway 59, right beside the Dollar General. You can't miss us. And uh, Wednesday nights, we meet at 6.40 p.m. We have prayer on Monday nights at 7. We have children's church. We have nursery. Uh, we have youth group on Wednesday nights. So come and be a part of a church whose main thing is Jesus and learning the Word of God. That's our main emphasis, preaching Christ and Him crucified. Praise God. So uh, it's good to be with you again today. We are in Romans chapter 6. And we will begin in verse 14 this morning. Try to roll through a verse or two maybe and uh, see what the Lord's going to give us today. 
I know he's faithful to load us daily with the benefits we need. He's, daily, he's, he's faithful to give us that daily bread that we need. So watch now as we read, as we study together in the Word of God in, in verse 14 of chapter 6. And before we dig in, remember, and I have to always remind us, because it's easily forgotten and we easily just read through, and you have to be conscious of the word sin. The con- you have to have a consciousness and a, a present awareness of the word sin as it is being used 15 of the 16 times in Romans chapter 6. It's being used 15 of the 16 times as a noun referring to the old man, the sin nature, that person that cannot go to heaven, that person that cannot do a good deed, that person that has to be put to death and the only death that God sees him legitimately dying is being crucified with Christ as Christ died destroying the devil, destroying that old man and giving us an opportunity by faith in his work to become dead to that sin nature. So watch this now. And we have to, and only once of those 16 times, and we'll see it this morning, is that word sin used as a verb where it speaks of you actually committing a sin. So watch this. Verse 14, a very paramount scripture for those today who, are, who have found that God is in giving us another reformation, brightening the, the illumination of his word in our hearts, those who have ears to hear. So watch this. He says, verse 14, because sin, the sin nature, here's the noun, the sin nature shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you're not under the law anymore where the sin nature did dominate you, but you're under grace. You're under that which is prescribed of God now. You're under that where God works. Remember and never forget it. God's grace is God doing that that you cannot do. You don't deserve to have it done and you cannot earn it. You can't pay for it. Doesn't matter if you give a million dollars a week in tithes and offerings. It's not getting you anything with God except He'll open up the windows of heaven and bless you. But that's not because you're giving money. That's because you're giving money in faith. See, God doesn't bless giving. God blesses giving according to the word of God and that has to be a storehouse where there's meat. The old covenant was the meat. The animals were the meat that pointed to the perfect one day coming Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. And today, the meat that's in the house is Jesus, the message of the cross. For there's only one way to partake of Christ initially and every day of your life, and that's through faith in his sacrificial work. Amen? Didn't come to teach on giving, but God doesn't just honor giving. God honors giving according to his word. God doesn't just save. He saves according to his word. God doesn't just bless. He blesses according to his word. God doesn't just set folk free from sin. He sets them free from sin according to his word. According to his word. So we need to learn these things. It does matter what you know. Hosea, God spoke through the prophet Hosea and said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because you've rejected knowledge, I'm going to reject you. That's what God says. And not not just I've rejected, you know, if you don't want to learn, that's a rejection of God's knowledge. Thank God for those who are tuning in. You are the ones that want to learn. Most Christians, I said most 
people who are Christians today have snuffed out the desire to learn of God with a greater desire, has covered that desire up with a greater desire <coughs> to have all this more and more and more, to be more and more and more to their community, to, to focus on everything else above that. And you can snuff out the desires that God does attempts to give you with a greater... You can put God on the back burner. God forbid we do that. Now listen, the sin nature here mentioned again in verse 14, because the sin nature shall not have dominion over you because you're not under the law but under grace. When you, listen, when you accepted Christ as your Savior to be forgiven of your sins. And that's the only way you can be saved, born again, and enter the kingdom is to be forgiven of your sins by faith in the sacrificial work of Christ. Not water baptism, not anything you do. Those are liars. Those are false prophets. Those are Judaizers among the midst today of true Christians who simply are justified by faith alone, the Bible says. By grace, what God does, through faith are you saved. It doesn't say and. Amen. Praise God. So sin, the sin nature can no longer dominate you and me because we're not under law where the sin nature does dominate, but we're under that which God did in Christ at Calvary. Remember, by the grace of God, Jesus tasted death for all men. Hebrews 2 and 9, write it down, make a note, go look at it later. By the grace of God, Jesus tasted death for all men. Speaks of what he did at Calvary. Speaks of the only avenue ever, initially and daily, that grace comes. That's through which God works in our lives. That's why the Galatians were told when they moved their faith from the work of Christ, from what he did at Calvary, which is really who Jesus is, Redeemer, then they fall from grace. They fall from that place called grace where God works. And whether they go back under the law or whether they just live again as though they're under law, you call it for what you will, but either one allows the sin nature to dominate you. It doesn't just allow it. It is emphatic, absolute, concrete. It is a sure as I'm sitting here today, when I move by faith from the cross of Christ to something I'm doing, the sin nature then begins to run things again, begins to dom. I know I may not go back and be dr a drunk again or a drug addict or a drug dealer. I may not be foul mouth again. Let me tell you today, in God's eyes, it's a sin to trust in anything other than His Son and His Son's work at Calvary. It's a sin. And I know some people say, well, what about God's Word? Well, God's Word, all of God's Word refers to Christ and what He did at Calvary. You might say, no, some of it's about the church, some of it's about... It's all about Jesus and what He did at Calvary. All of it. And it's proven, you've heard me say it, those of you who follow me, time and time again, here it comes again those who try to separate our faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary to now a faith in what's written. The only avenue of righteousness, 
whether it be initial righteousness and God declaring you as righteous because he sees you through your faith in Christ's righteous work at Calvary in Christ or 40 years later as a Christian, if there's going to be any fruit bearing in your life today, it's going to be by that same grace, by that same faith, with the evidence and the manifestation of the fruits of his righteousness. There's only one object of faith, my friend. It's the only avenue of righteousness. The righteous work of Christ. Never forget this. You may say, well, I've heard you say it a hundred times. Well, you need to hear it another hundred times because this is what will keep you from jumping on the bandwagon from all the false doctrine that rides through town. Amen. The only avenue of righteousness is grace and the only avenue of grace is the same avenue by which Jesus lived by grace through faith and, and offered it to humanity which was through his death. Galatians 2.21 tells us that righteousness comes by grace and grace comes by the death of Jesus. Tells us in plain English. Plain, can't refute it. If you're refuting it, then you're lying to yourself and you're just not wanting to believe it for some sinful issue in your life. But th I want you to think about that. And the Bible says, and here it comes for all those who want to separate God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And we've separated that all these years from the faith that we live by, Paul said in Galatians 2.20. We live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. And we try to say we got in by faith in the cross, but now we live by faith in the Word. No, your faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary was faith in the Word because that's where the knowledge of it came from for you. The Word told you about Christ, who Christ is, what Christ... The Word, faith, comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You can't separate the Word of God from Jesus who is the living Word of God and its righteous context and the righteous work Jesus performed for you at Calvary. God says in Proverbs 8 and 8, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Think about that. And Jesus said the scriptures, search them. You, you, you think you have life in the scriptures, but they are they which testify of me. Every word in the Word of God, the Bible, for it to be able to bring faith to my life. And here's where we've missed it for years. We've held God's Word out of context, out of its righteous context. We thought we could just put faith in what the, uh, 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 the book called the Bible says and our faith not have to remain in the sacrifice of Christ. And faith cannot come, only flesh can come. And when flesh comes and rises up, flesh corrupts. We didn't know all those years we were sowing to the flesh. We were yielded unto the flesh instead of yielded unto God through yielding our members of righteousness unto Him. We didn't know we had to keep our faith in the cross, not just to be saved, but to experience salvation. Think about that. And anybody who's teaching anything different is not teaching the Word of God in its righteous context. Amen. Amen. You're going to have to repent, preacher. You're going to have to say, God, help me. Help me to overcome my desire just to be somebody, my desire just to have this. To have, help me to be a true preacher of righteousness in these last days where I'm not concerned about all that I'm going to be and all that I'm going to get from the congregation of people. I'd rather be more concerned about pleasing you, Lord. Think about that, preacher. The sin nature shall not dominate you any longer. 
because you're not under the law. You're not under anymore the thought process of I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. No, Jesus did it. This doesn't eliminate works that we're called to walk in, Ephesians 2.10, but it tells us we're God's workmanship. That means God is doing the work in us. It's God who both wills in us and to do of His good pleasure. It's got to be God working in us and through us my friends, that's called grace. But God can only do that if my faith is in that avenue through which grace comes. And don't try to tell me one day God only works within the perimeters of the truth, the gospel, my faith in the cross, and then the next day tell me that God does, well, He does do a little bit. No, the Bible says, and that's what I'm going to have to hang on to. That's what I'm going to have to cling to. And those of you who have ears to hear, I don't care who's telling you God can do a little bit. If you're not in the faith, all God can do in your life is point you to the faith. If you are in the faith, He's going to daily illuminate and confirm that you are on the path because He's promised in Proverbs 4.18 that the path of the just shall shine more until that perfect day. The light's getting brighter. God brightens the light brighter and brighter and brighter to confirm that He has you in the right path. He is conforming you into the image of Christ. You're not better than anybody, but He is conforming you. He's changing you. He's using you because He was able to get you back to the path of righteousness where now the Holy Spirit, because of your faith in the only avenue through which grace and righteousness comes, the work of Christ at Calvary, can teach you and apply to you what he's teaching you. That is really at the lowest, at the at where the rubber meets the highway, where we're being conformed into the image of Christ. He shows us the truth. He, he reveals the truth to us as he imparts that truth to us, empowers that us to be changed by that truth, empowers us to live that truth and to be uh, the expression of the body of Christ in the earth today, praise God. But where our faith is not in the cross for all things, then... We're wrong. We're wrong. And you can't just run off and try to explain faith. You've got to stick with the Word of God, my friends, because when we move our faith from the cross, the sin nature rules again. And I know some preachers uh, teach that you don't even have a sin nature anymore. Well, it, listen. The sin nature won't dominate you Uh, because you have died to the sin nature. Let's back up and, and look at verse 2 of this 6th chapter. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to the sin nature? doesn't say the sin nature was annihilated and, and took away. It says we become dead to it. That means the relationship to it changed. It still exists, but we've been unplugged from it. Our relationship with the sin nature changed. We're no longer dominated by it. It still exists. The devil, his works were destroyed at Calvary in the death of Jesus. Many preachers will preach this coming Sunday morning that, that you know, the resurrection is what defeated the devil. That's, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says in Hebrews 2 and 14 that Jesus, through the death of Jesus, took the power away from the devil of death. 
the devil didn't have a three-day party thinking he'd won. Jesus had the power over death, hell, and the grave, took the power of death away from the devil in his death. Men didn't know what happened, really, when Christ died. Really didn't know. Some even confessed, surely that must be the Son of God. But listen, the devil knew what happened. He was stripped of the power of death that he had. That power over every person that was born into this life, that old man, that sin nature. Watch this, verse 2 of Romans 6. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to the sin nature live any longer therein? Notice the first two words in the second verse of Romans 6. God forbids us. God forbids His children to live any longer. He forbids it. He forbids you and I to move our faith from that which eliminates us from being bound and under the domination of the sin nature, which is the cross. And when you move your faith from the cross, see, here's what the deceitful deception is. Just because you don't go back to being a drug addict or a foul mouth or a, a nightclub or a drug or whatever you used to be bound in, listen, religion is worse than all those things put together because the spirit of religion will tell you in some legalistic, psychological way that you're free but you're not free. If your faith is not in the cross, you have been free from sin if you have been born again, but you cannot experience the freedom from those things that will dominate your life that maybe nobody knows about but you and the Lord. That maybe you've made excuses about many, many years and you really hope that that would one day go away, that it's really bothering you. It's really, you know it's a sin, but you've made excuses for it. That's what we do under the law, Romans 2, 14 and 15. We excuse or we condemn. We excuse or we accuse under the law. But under grace, we just run to Calvary and say, Lord, thank you that you paid the price for it. God forbids that you and I live any longer in and controlled by the sin nature. And he made a way out through our faith in the death of Jesus. See, the death of Jesus and your faith in the death of Jesus is what put your old man to death. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Yet I live. But not I, but Christ lives in me. What was put to death again? The sin nature, the old man. Hallelujah. Look at verse 6, Romans 6, going back and recapping, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. The sin nature is crucified with him. Crucified, put down. But just like the devil still exists and runs around looking for folk he can destroy, and he is destroying much of the church today because they don't know what I'm telling you. 
They don't know this truth of Romans chapter 6. We've read it and read it and read it and read through it and talked a little bit about it, but over the last 20-something years, uh, another reformation has begun to take place. The first one in 1517 by Martin Luther, God showing him you're not justified by all these things you're doing to yourself and starving yourself and trying to be holy through all that you're doing. Holiness only comes through righteousness, and righteousness only comes by grace and grace only comes through faith in the sacrifice and it all doesn't just flow because I got saved one day it flows unstoppable and it's unforceable it's a river that will flow into your life if your faith remains in the cross of Christ but it's easy to move your faith from the cross into something you think you need to do to get God's presence you need to dim the lights you need to light some candles i can i can i can I can, I can set the atmosphere doing things, doing things, law, doing things, law. I can set the atmosphere. I can create an atmosphere for God to come and to do things in our midst. No, sir, praise and worship won't even do that. It takes faith in the cross. Many are, are all into this praise and worship today and what, how blessed we are to gather or all by ourselves wherever we are to praise and worship God. But if we are, if our faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ without any additions, we're not even worshiping God in spirit and in truth. I don't care. You can be on the platform singing and talking in your message mentioning the blood of Jesus. But if your faith is not in that. See, it's not what your lips confess. It's when we believe from the heart that form of doctrine. Unto righteousness. That means the righteous work of Christ. Hallelujah. It takes that heart belief. Watch this now. Verse 14 again, because sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law, but you're under grace. Law, never forget this, law is what you say you have to do. Grace is what God did in Christ and will do in you and through you if your faith remains in the righteous work of Christ at Calvary. Watch this, verse 15. What then shall we sin? There's the one time in this entire sixth chapter that the word is used as a verb. Shall we actually, what then? Shall we continue to commit sins because we're not under the law but under grace? Here it comes again, child of God. Your heavenly Father forbids you to do that. It's a forbidden thing in, in the mind of God. It's forbidden. When we move our faith from the cross, we're telling God, I no longer need that. Ninety-something percent of the church is there today. I speak from experience. I was there. When I first began to hear ministers preach the message of the cross, which, by the way, are, are the only preachers of righteousness who've ever existed, ministers who preach the Word of God in its righteous context, which is Christ and Him crucified, they're the only ministers of righteousness on the planet. I didn't say they're better than anybody. I didn't say they know everything. I said they're the only ministers of righteousness on the planet. You need to remember that. But God forbids that we take our faith 
out of the cross of Christ. Not a wooden beam, not the tree, who he is and what he provided there. He destroyed the works of of the devil. He took the power of death away from the devil at the cross in his death in, in what appeared to be the weakest moment. You see, that's when we get God's grace. God's strength is made perfect in our what? The preaching of the cross is the power of God. The preaching of a humble, obedient man following a commandment of his father to lay his life down that appeared to be some weak defeat that the false word of faith teaches was the, the greatest defeat that ever took place. Yes, it was, the, it was the greatest defeat that ever took place because there Jesus defeated the devil, the sin nature, death, hell. The He defeated everything that would come against you. He made an open show of it publicly, triumphing over all principalities and powers in his cross, Colossians 2, 14 through 16. Write it down, go look it up because God's grace, God's strength is made perfect in weakness. God's grace doesn't flow in our strength. It flows in our weakness. That's why Christ had to die in weakness. Hallelujah. Because he was trusting the power of God. He was trusting in what? God's what? Grace. Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for all men. And if you'll live for God and walk with God and serve God, you will have to have the grace of God to do that. And that only comes in your weakness through your faith in what God did in Christ at Calvary. It's the only avenue of grace, my friends. It's the only thing that will keep you from going back under law and being dominated by the sin nature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God forbid. God forbid. But I'm almost out of time. But let me say this as you continue your study and we'll meet back again Monday morning here at 8.30 a.m. Central Time to continue this. But Jesus offered everything we needed through his death alone. His death. Bible doesn't say the preaching of the resurrection is the power of God. It says the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Paul didn't say I boast in nothing but the resurrection. He said I boast in nothing but the cross. Do you understand that the cross is foolishness to those who can't hear and those who can't see? But God takes the weakness the things that are weak and he confounds the wise and the strong of this world. You need to remember that. God's not looking for your strengths, my friend. He's looking for you just to give up and surrender in, in your weakness to trust in what he did at Calvary all alone. And although Christ has provided everything through his death and you've been born again, if you have, you still have to be found yielding to this way yielding to this way. Jesus said, if any man come after me, he's going to have to deny himself. No, not of what Martin Luther was denying himself of. Sweets, meats, going to town, a pillow on his bed, no sugar in his... All silliness. You're going to have to deny yourself of whatever it is that's hindering you from being determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified, to take up your cross daily. That means faith in what He did for you at Calvary. 
to be able to follow Jesus. Jesus said this, you cannot be my disciple unless you take up your cross and follow me. And your cross is just simply accept, accepting Christ as who he is and what he did for you at Calvary, which is who he is. Praise God. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget about our product. It's $25 each or three for 60. Make sure you go to our, our YouTube channel to catch up on all these teachings and everything else we do here at Crossway Church. TheCrosswayChurch.com. God bless you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. See you next time.